Welcome to That One Time in Business with me, your host, Casey Renee, a creative director and brand strategist who has a million and one stories and lessons to share. Now remember, these are teachable moments with a twist and a laugh. So let's get started. All right, so boom. I'm going to talk to you today about the time I ran into a job, even though I own a business, okay? So, and I want, first of all, before we start, make this a gem right here off the break. Entrepreneurs, business owners, it is okay to run into a job, even though you own your own, to pick up some extra money to continue to fund your dreams. Because that's where a lot of people, they get messed up at. They like, yo, I own my own. I'm going to stand on this hill till I die. And like they could be crumbling or breaking at the seams and need extra money. There's nothing wrong with doing Uber Eats. There's nothing wrong with contracting. I just say as long as something that's still aligned with your passion or still allows you time for your passion, then please do it. I dropped a gem in the first one minute of this podcast. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. So I went into a job. I decided to apply. Now, was I looking for the job? Did the job find me? <clears throat> Debatable. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we can just all say in God's timing, in God's will, and somehow ended in it. So I was actually really excited about this job. This job was nothing but women. I mean, there were some men that worked there, but it stood on the ground of making women better. Um, and it was a nonprofit and I was just loving everything that they do. Women's right advocacy, all these type of things. So I'm excited because where I, you know, my business is women led owned operated. So I was really excited. So I was like, I'm going to learn a lot of things because also one thing about me that is true is that I want to open doors. So sometimes it's really hard because you get so used to operating in a space that you're used to or operating for what you know, you kind of miss the actual standards of what's going on in these agencies. So what I do with my agency is is cognizant of these four walls and what happens with the people that I have. But there's really human resources. There's accountant. And, you know, and I have these, but they're contracted. They're not in the my presence. You know, there's interns that really have to be coddled. There's um, higher ups, lowers, everything. Okay. So I was really excited to kind of see what that looked like because I haven't been in an agency in a while. Now, was this just a design agency? Absolutely not. They had different sectors. I was just a design agency. So, I mean, I was in a design team. So I took the job. I was excited. Um, when I first started, the onboarding process was shit. Like, granted to their defense, I'm not going to be a whole asshole to their defense. They had a lot going on with, with programs that were really beneficial to the community. So like get that done, but there has to be checks and balances somewhere. So it was shit. So that was red flag. Number one. Um, and that could be for your personal or your end game. If even if your business and you're not onboarding on people correctly, that's a problem. Or if you're entering to a space in there and not onboarding you correctly, that's a problem too. So that's another gem that you can just ding because it was absolutely crazy. So I start to go, it really took me about three weeks to even really kind of, I'm not going to lie, be acknowledged. <laughs> like I'm here. <laughs> and that's crazy. Cause wait till I tell you about the end of the story. So it took like three weeks for people to even be like, Oh, this is a person. She's here. She has it. So I worked alongside a, a particular woman. Um, I don't think that she was really feeling me. Um, but I digress, you know, 
I'm an energy person. I wasn't getting the vibe. But again, we weren't in the same four walls at that time. I did go into the office here and there. Um, but with my relationship with her was through like Zoom and stuff. I felt like she didn't like me, which was crazy because the interview, she felt like I felt like she really liked me. Um, it happens. It's fine. I'm not going to take it too personal. So I start to do my work. And one thing that I learned about this at this particular agency is they had a lot of different jargon from what I'm used to or design standards. So this is one reason why I tell people it's very important to flex your muscle of reading and always studying. You need to be a forever student in your own business or even when you work with people because you need to constantly have something to bring to the table because you can be replaced. And also, if you are an owner, you need to ensure that you have the skill set to make you valuable, you know? Um, so the jargon was really messed up. I would like sit there and be like, you know, um, this is what this is. And they was like a banner. No. So they call a logo, a band, uh, uh, they call a banner, a logo. So they like, I need a logo. And I'm like, Oh shoot. I love fucking doing logos. Let's get it. And then I would like start sketching logos. And then they would be like, no, this is a logo. It'll be a web banner. I was like, what in the world? So it was a disconnect there. So th this is already like starting to be like, oh shit, this, I don't know. Okay, cool. Let me see what I can do. So there's a couple of stories within this. Like I could, this could be a part one, two and three, but I we're going to start here. Now, if I come back to this, I'll table it for her. I'm going to move into what's important to me, which was when I had a correspondence with the said president at the time. So I was really excited to work alongside the president. She was very wanted visionary. She wanted to be, you know, all the things, especially because this nonprofit had the had the space and opportunity to be something. I mean, they are amazing. I'm not going to take away what they do, but the inner workings, like it could have visually met what they're doing. So I'm excited. And um, they had a conference and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to design for this conference. She was like, go ahead, take the lead. So I'm doing all the elements for the conference and it's time to present it. And this is where all the problems start right here. Well, no, there was already problems, but this is where it was like, this is where you made the podcast that <laughs> like, you could have just, <laughs> you know, some people are like, you got bad experiences, but what's the experiences that started you to talk behind this mic? This is one of the experiences that made me talk behind this fucking mic. Okay. So I'm in there and I come up with two concepts, you know, I gave options and I said, okay, and I'm excited. One thing, baby, like Jay-Z said, I'm going to sell water to a well, okay? I, I am a pitcher. I, I don't, you know, especially of my work or anything that I have conceptualized, baby, Casey at the back, Casey Jones. You know, they don't call me Casey for a reason. So I was ready. She, however, you know, in business, it's really hard because we're still in this gap, right? We're in this gap of millennials, Gen Z, baby boomers. Oh, wait a minute, I just need to die because they make it rules that, that shouldn't fucking be here. Okay, anyway. So we're in that, we're in a mixing bowl right now. It's, it's really, it's weird. It's very weird. So the problem was I presented it to her and what ended up happening was I presented it to her and she was like, Basically, tell me about it. So I, I went through it and I had like, I remember one concept. I had pink. I had pink and reds and things like that. Right. One concept was pink and green. 
Um, not because I'm an AKA, but it was just, it flowed. And then I, and it had blue and stuff in it. And then I had this like baby pink, red, all these type of colors. And she was like, explain to me. Cool. So I explained it. Well, then she came back and was like, um, I don't like these colors. Hate it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not designing for you. I'm designing for the people that are going to attend this conference. So it was, she was like, I don't, I don't like these colors. And I was like, again, it's not for you. But the good thing about if you are good at what you do, baby, you will always be able to tell people why you did what you did. So, you know, me humbly, I said, well, you're not the target market. This, this is the target market and you are not, you are considered a millennial. These are for baby boomers who you want to get in the door. And if you think back then, baby boomers were pink and blue is very, none of this non-binary, which is all these colors that you try to give other people. They were very straight to the point. So therefore we need to cater to them knowing that this is a female led event. We are not getting into the dynamics of binaries or whatever. This is for you to help, you know, instill growth in what, the target audience, the area we were trying to promote at that time. Okay. <laughs> Cause your baby's ready. You know, the girl is always ready with the reason <sighs> I got fired a week later. <laughs> <laughs> I got fired a week later when I tell you. So I guess that was not where I think that that company, that nonprofit wanted yes men. And I just couldn't play that role. You know what I'm saying? So here's a gem. Always be yourself. Always be authentic to what you believe in. I'm not saying like, I don't, there's a way to be authentic and do it without being disruptive. Because some people I'm learning are that fine line. Like there's a thing of like knowing what you know and being authentic and trying to make a change. And then there's the thing of, I know what I know, but I'm going to be disruptive. Now you could be disruptive for a good cause, but always daily, like there's no need for that. And I guess they kind of felt like I was being disruptive. And it, I, I, they even said in, in the write up, I was insubordinate. Right. I, my, oh, did I even tell you how long I was there at this time? I was there for two months at this time. I, I lost my, I lost that job. <laughs> I lost that job in 60 days. The way, the way I ran and got my teeth done, I went to the doctors and everything. Cause baby, I'm going to one thing for certain, one thing for sure, two things for certain. I'm going to use up your insurance. Okay. <laughs> so I went and got, I went and got everything I needed to do because do I think I was going to get fired soon? That soon? No, but I knew I was also probably going to quit soon too. So like we just genuinely wasn't, it wasn't working. So, um, I ended up getting, it was a write-up, and then HR ended up calling me and was like, there's more. We're going to do a part two for this, this. but anyway, so for the, the, the firing, HR ended up hitting me up and was like, yeah, it was told that you'd be an insubordinate. Your um, direct person, the one we talked about before, who I will probably do a part two about, she was saying that, you know, she would ask you to do things and you weren't doing them. And I was like, but it wasn't what she was asking. She, it was the incorrect language. It was a disconnect. It was a language barrier, you know? And also on top of that, I think she think I wanted her job. I don't want your job. I talk better than you. I hustle better. I can get a dollar quicker than you. I talk better. I walk better. My shoes fit me better. I get paid more than you. I don't want your shit. I got my own shit. So that was that. And then after I basically was like, it ain't about you, sis, to the president. Oh, baby, it was a rap. It was stamped. It was like, I don't think this is a good fit. This is for you. When I tell you, when HR, 
when HR told me that, I literally started laughing. I started laughing. And she was like, she was kind of compassionate. Like, I don't think she ever seen no shit like that. Cause I was like, we were on zoom and I'm, I'm like a real laugh. And she's like, uh, you okay? Like, I don't know if she knew if it was nervous or like, oh shit, she about to do some shit. Like, you know, like, is this a villain? Is this an origin story? Laugh? <laughs> like, I don't think she know what the fuck to take from it. So I was like, um, I don't feel no ways. I don't feel. I don't feel any way about it. Nah, it's all good. I own my own shit. Like I, I think I cussed. Actually, I'm not even kidding you. I was like, I'm good. I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> like, and it wasn't to be cocky or say because I know there's some people out there that can't leave their jobs. So it's not to minimize like that. But I stood on my hill that I was standing on is. I know what I know. And sometimes when you, when you don't know what you don't know, but that wasn't the case. I was very secure in what I was doing and I was there to help not disrupt, but I was read all wrong. And once that happened, it was nothing that I could do. And you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. So I was personally like, all right, this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter um, (laughs) to the, to the, agency and baby when I tell you I cc'd everybody everybody I'm talking about down to contractors and it wasn't to be a bitch it was to address the concerns of if this is a organization built on helping women and all this other stuff I felt targeted I felt like um I wasn't heard appreciated and I also kind of felt like there's going to be no movement if there's no help. You can't do things by yourself. It takes a village. And I felt like she was just shitting on the village. Because I wasn't from, even though I was new, you know when you get into an office, people tell you shit. You know what I'm saying? People be like, I am staying away from Tracy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. Or, you know, you don't want to be near Bob. You know, you get those things. So I was getting, I was receiving those things anyway. I knew too much. I knew way too much. And, you know, so I was like, okay, so it's not just me. Now, the good thing is, did I feel like I was a martyr? Fuck yeah, I felt like I was a martyr in that situation because I ain't had shit to lose. But there's people in there that had shit to lose that couldn't lose their jobs that I would talk to daily about problems. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to take this time and write in this letter. I'm not going to directly, like, put, I know Ann said, and I'm not doing that, but in all-encompassing, I got. I can do this, and I ain't got shit to lose. I don't have to put you on a resume. You not, you're non-existent. This two months was nothing to me. I don't have to say that I met you. So I wrote this letter and I basically said, and I will put, I'm going to put the letter on Instagram when this, when, (laughs) for this episode. Oh wait, no, the, I got to alter it because the name of the place. Anyway, I basically said like, I was excited to work with you guys because you were a woman led situation and my goal. So, cause I didn't hide it. When I first did the interview, I told him I had my own agency. So, you know, it was nothing, that I was trying to hide. So I was like, I was excited to learn from this environment and I I didn't learn anything. I said, I had a boss who doesn't know what she's doing. She's basically throwing out wrong jargon and things like that. And it's very disheartening that when I try to be a a person to help, I was basically reprimanded and being called disruptive. Cause in essence, also I'm a black woman, you know, don't you call me disruptive is pretty much the same things you call me aggressive. Cause you ain't like, and I'm gonna be real. This was a, a white lady. 
And I'm not, I'm not the color person. Like I am not that type of person, but in that situation, I could see it it was the verbiage that was explained. It's so many adjectives in the world. (laughs) It's it's, it's so many adjectives in the world, but I felt like her, that was the go-to insubordinate disrupt. Like I didn't like that type of stuff. I was like, okay. You know? So anyway, and then I said, you know, there is a leader here who basically she's only about herself she only cares about herself because I would like do designs and her face need to be on everything that I was designing this ain't about you sis like you know what I'm saying so I was annoyed and that that really bothered me and I put that in the letter and I was just like you know you have with this nonprofit, it's too much of an opportunity to do great to make people feel so small and their turnover rate was terrible so I was like it's just too many opportunities that you guys are missing being vain and it's very unfortunate and this is why women because this I don't do this just the color thing this is why women get a bad rep like they can't work together they can't do these things because of stuff like this you get one woman in power and they think like oh I'm the head bitch in charge you know what I'm saying I get it but I was here to help I was excited I wasn't here to do anything else. So that really, that really upset me. Um, so I put all of that, it was a little bit more aggressive than that. Um, I don't remember the words verbatim, but that was the gist of the letter. And I'm glad I sent the letter and I, did I want to cuss it? Oh God, the, Oh God, the way my sister had to put grammar to my letter because she was like, no, no Casey. Cause I was like, and fuck y'all. <laughs> and I, and my sister was like, okay. Um, we're not going to do that. <laughs> um, and I said, no, I don't, I don't, again, I don't need these motherfuckers on my resume. And she was like, but you never know who, you know, who knows who, you know, you'll fuck around and get fucked, you know, not get fucked up, but you know, you'll fuck up some shit in the future that you might have coming down the pipeline. I was like, man, whatever. young." So I did it and I sent it. And this is what was so funny. How I said at the beginning, at the top of the episode where I said, it took three weeks for people to fucking realize that I was even there. I promise you, I sent that letter to everybody on staff, right? Why two to three weeks later did I get a call from one of them? Hey, Casey, we need this document. I said, what the fuck? I said, what? Huh? I said, what? What are you t- What document? I said, I ain't gonna say her that. I was like, uh, and she was older. I said, I, I don't work there anymore. And she's like, oh, you the one with the email. I said, yeah, that's me. She was like, oh, well, I'm proud of you. Like, she was sweet, but I was like, this is crazy how y'all clearly still got shit fucked up internally. I've been gone for three weeks and you now, at, you literally called me for something. So yeah, so that's that was the story of that. But my lessons learned are get a job if you need to. Do never, ever, ever feel like you are so above things that you cannot always increase your revenue, your, your learning, your everything. Because there's so many things that we do not know. And, you know, you'll never be wrong for trying to learn something new. You know what I'm saying? Make it make sense. Make it in reason and keep it. Keep focus of your goals. But. You can always make it. Um, also, what I learned is maybe I do need to sit back. I did. I really did learn that from that job. If I needed to apply to another job, realistically, I might not. I might need a leadership um, position. I'm not saying I'm not employable, but I think. <laughs> I mean, because look, a lot of entrepreneurs they so far gone. It's like it's it is hard. So I don't think I'm not employable. I think I just I can't have too many 
people on top of me because of what I already have learned and accomplished. And I'm proud of all that. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's now just, I had to learn myself like, all right, Casey, there's no more, you're going to be a junior or whatever, or you think you're just going to be baseline. Now you need to go for senior or you need to go for the creative director. Like you need to go up there and try it. Cause I have the resume. So I learned that. Um, I also learned that it does take some more self-reflection um, to, you have to remain authentic. And once you remain authentic to yourself, then you'll know if things are not the right fit. Because if I wasn't authentic to myself, which that stuff takes time and therapy, that's a whole nother not even business situation. But if I wasn't authentic to myself, I might have stayed longer just because I was like, dang, I really could use that extra money. Instead of like, this is a mental thing. Now I, I am aware and disclaimer, I know that everybody does not have that option. You know what I'm saying? So I am a big advocate of therapy. I do Talkspace. So Talkspace, if you'd like to sponsor me, please do. But I use Talkspace. I'm a big, big advocate. You have to let this stuff out. But in being in touch with yourself, you it's a lot of shit that you will not take. Um, but you will definitely not take it within a scope of not being disruptive, but, you know, professionally be able to come and be like, hey, this I cannot do and setting boundaries for yourself. So those are the things that I learned that one time in business that I went into somebody else's business. Um, and with that being said um, to the first boss, um, I ain't even worry about you and your cats. You can kiss my ass with that. She's a cat that used to run through the back of the screen. She used to piss me off. Anyway, I'm allergic. Anyway, I ain't worry about you. Um, and to the president, um, for you. you need to do better because from a woman to a woman, there's no way that you should have led me astray like that and down me because you didn't like what I was doing and shame on you. And also I know for certain that conference was some shit because I did not finish doing the graphics for it. Um, and you needed me. Goodbye.